0: Hey Disney fans, looking for the latest Disney news? And interviews with some of Disney's biggest stars?
1: We got the podcast for you.
0: Welcome to D23 Inside Disney.
1: I'm Sherry from Oh My Disney.
0: I'm Tony from Good Morning America. And I'm Jeffrey from D23. And together we're taking you Inside Disney. We're back. Welcome back Sherry.
1: I missed you guys so much. My closet was probably wondering where is she, (laughs) but I'm back.
0: (laughs) Right. Well, you were at Disneyland, right?
1: I was. I went to Disneyland finally for the first time for fun in so long. I went with Sean and we did Rise of the Resistance, of course. He hasn't done it yet. And he was blown away. So, so 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 impressed. Like to the point where when we left the attraction, he looked up at the night sky and he was like, "Wow, it looks so realistic." And I was like, "That is that is the sky. Like this is reality now." <laughs> it's so hard to tell the difference. They did such an incredible job on that. Oh. oh gosh, start to finish every single part of that ride is impressive to the max degree.
0: And you were one uh, of the first to ride it there.
1: Yes. Yeah, and haven't been on since, so it was basically wow. like my first time again. And we also went to Plaza Point, the new-ish holiday shop. Yeah,
0: obviously. <laughs> yes, yes. All right, but Sherry, the most important thing is, what did you eat?
1: Well, we started our day at the Royal Street veranda, which has mm. the incredible steak gumbo, clam chowder, vegetarian gumbo Oof, in so bread bad. bowls. And it was a little chilly that day and overcast. And I was just in heaven. And Sean was like, I don't know who eats this entire bread bowl. And then I ate the entire bread
0: bowl. <laughs> he looks over <laughs> at you, <laughs> raises his hand.
1: Yep. Uh, we also had churros, of course. Mm-hmm. And what at kind? Night, just we... the
0: traditional churro?
1: Traditional. Can't go wrong with oh, the traditional churro. Jeffrey mm-hmm.
2: asking the questions that matter oh my goodness Mm, truly yes
1: hard hitting I love it and at night we had Rancho del Zocalo in Frontierland I love that place you guys I do too
0: I do too many good options over the holidays I was there and I got their tacos and guacamole and I was in Mm. heaven it was wonderful
1: Mm. Mm. I also Mm. love what the cast members wear there the costuming in that restaurant is like so fun and vibrant Mm.
0: I need to pay better attention next time yep
1: it was such a good day. But Jeffrey, I missed you there. I'm so bummed we didn't catch up. I
0: know, I know. And it's funny because we ate in completely different restaurants. So we sort of, between the two of us, <laughs> ate everywhere at that park, which is it's you know <laughs> it's quite a feat and an achievement. Truly. My Disneyland trip was overwhelming. I needed a little sensory deprivation. I did not get <laughs> it, though, when watching Book of Boba Fett, which I obviously we're not giving spoilers, but Ming... I just, every episode, I can't get enough Ming. Love her. Mm, and great. I mean, Tem is great too. And, and anyone who has not listened to our podcast should go back and listen because they're awesome. Every time the credits roll, I'm just like, I'm still like staring at the screen. I'm just like, oh. Yes. Yeah. Well, the, <laughs> the, all the concept artwork, it's so cool. So oh, fantastic. and of course, stick around on today's podcast. We have the fabulous Sophia Carson. I have been Yay. a massive fan of hers mm-hmm. ever since- really seeing her for me for the first time in descendants where she portrays evie in all those films and the animated shorts and my niece's favorite descendant but she's got a new single out now called loud and she has some stories i did not expect the, the dream suite there's a whole lot of a lot of magic going on with sophia so stick around and, and hear what her go-to disney karaoke song is which i love and tony what about you
2: well we will have a little bit more on this title later in this episode of the pod, but I got to host a media event with some of the casting creators of Ice Age, Adventures of Buck Wild. It was so great to chat with Justina Machado, who last time I got to connect with with Dancing with the Stars in JMA and our pal Simon Pegg. Super fun cast. It was a great, great thing to do, even virtually.
0: Yay, on Disney Plus this weekend. Yes. But we got a whole lot of news to get to. There is a Toy Story Land full of news. Sherry.
1: Yes, to Walt Disney World and beyond. We've got new experiences coming to Toy Story Land this year, including Jesse's Trading Post, which is a brand new shop that reflects a playset that Andy had tucked away in his attic full of the just coolest toys and souvenirs handpicked by the rootinest tootinest cowgirl herself, and Roundup Rodeo Barbecue, which serves <laughs> delicious barbecue fare, and you're surrounded by this western town and train station that You're gonna feel like a toy, as Toy Story Land does best. So can't wait. We got to go back, guys.
2: Oh my go gosh, back. we must. I'm getting distracted by this barbecue situation on the Disney mm. Parks blog. By the way, as yes. we record the pod, but. Over on the West Coast, ESPN shows and events are coming to Disneyland for Super Bowl week. Hooray, sports! (laughs) So Downtown Disney will be the home of a fan experience Thursday, February 10th through Sunday, February 13th. And over at California Adventure Park, ESPN shows will be originating from the Paradise Bay viewing area with some of ESPN's most recognizable personalities also on location. So sports fans... And Disney fans rejoice.
0: You can head over to the Disney Parks blog for more info, of course. Woo! And going to another Disney park, this one significantly further away. This (laughs) week, Disneyland Paris announced a bunch of their incredible offerings for their 30th anniversary, which kicks off March 6th of this year. A whole bunch of stuff. D23's got a great article on it. But a few of the things, Dream and Shine Brighter, which is going to be a new show with more than 30 characters, i love a show with characters there's mickey Minnie, and then 28 others i suppose that's going to be done in front of sleeping beauty castle which sidebar just is coming out of its fabulous 12 month refurbishment looking Just even more storybook magical than ever. There's Disney delight a new show that's going to be using video projections and water and lighting and all of these cool effects and that's going to be projected on and above and around sleeping beauty castle that will be using drones. I am very excited for drones. I may need to fly over to <laughs> Paris to see drones, mm-hmm. the Gardens of Wonder. There's these 30 new pieces, characters like Baymax and Mushu and Belle, so many different Disney characters are going to be coming to life in these really beautiful ways and much much more. There's much food, there's much merchandise. There's Stella McCartney designing a pantsuit, Minnie's first pantsuit. I mean, I can't believe it took this long for Minnie to get a fierce pantsuit, but we'll leave it to Stella McCartney. And she talks about how it was all inspired by Fantasia. So it's there, there's so much, so much. And this summer, summer 2022, Avengers campus opens at. Disneyland Paris. So okay. a lot of huge news. You can read much more detail over at d23.com.
2: That's awesome.
0: Well, next up, award-winning documentary Torn
2: is coming to Disney+. This comes to us from National Geographic Yay. Documentary Films. And the film had its world premiere at the 2021 Telluride Film Festival and premieres on Disney+, February 4th. This project, you guys have to say, follows Academy Award Honors from that geo like free solo and the caves so it's obviously a must watch looking forward to it
1: plus more disney plus news oh, i series. like what you did there
3: <laughs> <laughs> thank
1: you thank you a series inspired by the award winning book the crossover by kwame alexander is set to premiere on disney plus production mm-hmm. begins next month so It introduces these teen brothers, Josh and J.B. Bell, and through lyrical poetry, Josh narrates the story of their coming of age, both on and off the basketball court. And the pilot episode was directed by George Tillman Jr., who's the director of The Hate U Give. LeBron James' The Spring Hill Company is joining as executive producer, so a lot of cool stuff to look forward to for this.
0: Nice. Something else to look forward to on Disney Plus? Percy has a green light. We've been waiting for this. Rick Riordan made it official. A Percy Jackson and the Olympians series has been ordered for Disney+. People have been clamoring for this. It is a wildly popular book from our publishing side. For those who don't know, it's about a 12-year-old boy who just happens to find out that he's a demigod. I mean, Tony, I know that happened to you just recently. Um, <laughs> I know the feeling. I, Yes, and just as he is coming to terms with his supernatural powers, the sky god Zeus accuses him of stealing his master lightning bolt, and Percy has to trek across America to find it and restore order to Olympus. I am so excited for this. It's going to be epic. And on to some other epic news. A Big City Greens musical... A I, I do love a musical. That is true. So ahead of its season three premiere uh, on Disney Channel, which comes out on February 12th, it has been announced that a fourth season of the hilarious animated series that my niece Dylan is obsessed with has been ordered, plus a spin-off movie musical for Disney Channel and Disney Plus. So a whole lot of laughs and music to come. You can also catch the first two seasons of Big City Greens now on Disney Plus.
1: Well, Jeffrey, pack your bags for some cruise news. This time, a river cruise. Three river cruise vacations are coming to Adventures by Disney in 2023. Three different eight-day, seven-night river cruises filled with all kinds of immersive experiences. First up, Rhine River Cruises, where you Mm. can get this toboggan ride through the Black Forest.
0: What? (laughs) that
1: that (laughs) sounds. That sounds right so cool and you could also check out not one not two but 30 majestic castles wow next up on the slate danube river sailings where you can live out your sound of music dreams and last but not least the seine river cruises where Mm. you can visit the picturesque provincial french towns and so much more of course paris Uh, d23 inside disney on a river cruise (laughs) Just I'm in. I'm in,
0: I'm in, I'm in, totally right in. it out
1: there. Visit Ooh. adventuresbydisney.com for more info and bookings are open starting this Friday.
0: Amazing. In other cruise news, Disney Cruise Line, my favorite pastime, um, has <laughs> <I> just <laughs> announced Pixar Day at Sea sailings on the Disney Fantasy Yay. coming in 2023. Yeah. Yes, Sherry,
1: Pixar.
0: <laughs> I'm shocked you didn't want to take this item, but you knew you would have had to battle me for it.
1: (laughs) I know. Anything, Cruz. I know it's your baby. (laughs)
0: These are going to be fun. They're already known for their Marvel Day at Sea and Star Wars Day at Sea. The Disney fantasy is now going to be bringing on the Luxo. Maybe not literally (laughs) Luxo, but anyway, insider Pixar reference there. Buzz, Woody, Mike, Sully, Doug, Russell, The Incredibles, Miguel, so many things coming. There's going to be the whole morning dining character experience with Sheriff Woody and Jesse and Bullseye. There's going to be a dance party. There's going to be themed foods. There's going to be special merchandise, and there's going to be tons of character encounters. So, So Disney Cruise Line has all the information. You can also find details on that on the Disney Parks blog. Can't wait to sail. So
2: fun. I'm totally (laughs) for Inside Disney at sea and at river. So last (laughs) time. We're we're never
0: coming back to our desks.
1: (laughs) Yep, (laughs) we're getting our sea legs.
2: (laughs) I love it. Well, Lego Star Wars alert, everybody. (laughs) Lucasfilm Games announced that Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker Saga, will arrive April 5th. And the news arrived with the debut, of course, with an epic trailer that you can watch at StarWars.com. For all of our gamers out there, this latest Star Wars game will come to the Xbox One family of devices, PlayStation 5, 4, Nintendo Switch, and PC. And before you play
0: that, you know what you should do? Go
1: back to Disneyland, (laughs) get different churros. Oh my gosh. (laughs) It's meant to be.
0: Possibly. Or five fantastic things to watch this weekend. Courtesy of our friends at D23, the official Disney fan club for complete details and listings. Visit D23.com. Tony, what's up first? Well, first up, it's time to get buck
2: wild, (laughs) 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 y'all. Touched on this really quick at the top of the pod, but premiering on Disney Plus Friday, January 28th, ice age adventures of buck wild it is the next installment of the ice age franchise it is here and it follows our adventure loving weasel friend buck wild with the help of some familiar and new friends who embark on a mission to save the lost world from dinosaur
0: domination Dinosaur domination. If I had a penny for every time, we had to save the world. Mm. Also on Friday, we have a new episode of Secrets of Sulphur Springs. My niece has been very uh, into this. It's a little scarier this year, but she likes it. It's like, you know, fun, scary. So tune into that. The 28th, it debuts at 5 p.m. Eastern on Disney Channel.
1: Nice. And the next day, you guys, who puts the glad in Gladiator?
0: Do, 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 do,
1: do, 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 (laughs) do, do. (laughs) <laughs> the answer as we all know is hercules The movie is going to air on freeform at 8 25 a.m eastern saturday ah uh, gosh what a good movie also saturday also on freeform at 10 30 a.m is a bug's life one no of my Pixar faves honestly yeah. heimlich is my spirit insect. oh i'm a beautiful butterfly
0: <laughs> i don't do a very good heimlich but I'm saving that off as a ringtone, Jeffrey, for the record. (laughs) (laughs) And then on Saturday, you can also celebrate the 63rd anniversary of Sleeping Beauty with a viewing on Disney Plus. Why not? You know, curl up, get some popcorn, watch an evil fairy curse a beautiful princess. Tells (laughs) all this time. Sure is. All right, on to our guest, who bears the distinction of being the only person we have interviewed on this podcast who my niece has dressed as for Halloween. She is a fantastic actor who, for Disney, has appeared in the Disney Channel original movie Adventures in Babysitting, Pretty Little Liars, The Perfectionist, Elena of Avalor, Famous in Love, Austin and Ally*, Soy Luna, and all three epic Descendants films. She's an accomplished recording artist whose new track, Loud, was just released, and she's a philanthropist who served as a U.S. ambassador for UNICEF and the first global. Global Ambassador of the Latin Grammy Cultural Foundation. Please welcome to the show the incredible Sophia Carson.
1: Yeah,
3: uh, hey. that was a special intro. Thank you. That
0: was awesome. I, you've done a lot. I may need to take a breath after that one.
3: <laughs> as you were listing it, I was remembering all those moments in my mind. It is true. I've been so lucky. I've done so much with, especially with Disney as well.
2: I love it. Well, Jeffrey, you can take a rest there. I have to butt in with the first question and ask about LOUD. The new track is, I'm going to use the word hypnotic.
3: I love that description. Thank you.
2: (laughs) I have to ask you, what inspired it?
3: LOUD is dedicated and inspired by all the women of the world and all of the loud voices of change who are now more fearless than ever and amplifying their voices and each other's voices in a way that is putting us at the forefront of history. It's just the reminder to all of us and whoever needs to hear it that we were all
1: made to be loud. So what can you tell us about your new music? Will there be an album and when can we buy it?
2: Tell us everything.
3: I am the worst at answering this question and every time fans hear my response i get endless tweets like okay so can you please just tell us what's actually happening i cannot answer that question straight up because i love mystery
1: Mm. but i will say
3: that i have been telling a story since the beginning of last year with the music that i released starting with fool's gold and he loves me but and now at loud i'm in the third chapter of my story and there is more to come
0: I like the mystery. Ooh, what a tease. <laughs> you heard it here first, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> you heard a, her fabulous yet completely vague answer here first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> all right. You have performed all over the world. Do you have a city that you love to perform in or visit that you can't wait to get back to?
3: Oh, my gosh. I miss traveling and I miss performing all over the world so much. Yeah. And the connection that you feel with fans when you're on stage and they sing your music back to you is just like nothing in the world. I don't know if I can pick just one right now, as we're talking and remembering, my very first kind of solo concert was in Japan. Back in 2018, I'm gonna say it was after, I was actually shooting the pilot for Pretty Little Liars, The Perfectionists. And I had two concerts in Japan on a weekend. So I left on like a Thursday night and I was back shooting Monday and we were in Japan for three days and it was surreal. It was surreal to go to this incredibly extraordinary different part of the world. And to know that despite the fact that we were speaking different languages, we were connected universally through the power of music and being on that stage and listening to them sing back the words to one of my songs called Back to Beautiful. It was so, so, so surreal. It was really, really memorable. So I can't wait to get back.
2: And we just have to talk about this too. You recently announced the Sophia Carson Prodigy Scholarship with the Latin Grammy Culture Foundation. So, so cool. Tell us a little bit about the scholarship and what inspired you to create it.
3: Absolutely. So I'll go all the way back to um, me being a little girl being raised by my extraordinary mom, who perhaps one day you guys will meet and she's just the most incredible heart I've ever known. And she always raised my sister and I to believe that the best thing or the most important thing, excuse me, that we could ever do with our lives and with our voices is to give especially if I was lucky enough to have the platform that I do have. And so I made a promise to myself that I would dedicate my voice to giving as much as I can and to amplifying, especially young women's voices. And a couple of years ago, I was named Global Ambassador of the Latin Grammy Cultural Foundation. And the work that they do is to change lives through music education. They provide scholarships every year to students all around the world who can't afford an education. And they change their life by giving them the scholarship. And I've had the chance to meet these students before. And it's just incredible to hear the stories. And every year they have a Prodigy Scholarship. And in the past, it's been co-sponsored by musical icons in the Latin world, like Juan Misguerra, Miguel Bosé, Gloria Estefan, Emilio and Enrique Iglesias. And I couldn't tell you why, but I'm forever grateful that they did. They thought of me this year for this scholarship. I'm co-sponsoring the Prodigy Scholarship this year, which will hopefully help to change the life of one student in some corner of the world, an incredibly talented Latin musician, and they get the opportunity to study at Berkeley College of Music.
2: That's so awesome, and it definitely 100 will. That's so exciting! I love that. Thank you, wow. thank you, guys.
1: I did notice you were sporting a very Evie-like, fabulous blue look for the loud video. Can you talk about how Descendants changed your life?
3: I mean, Descendants <laughs> changed my life in every sense of the word. It was the most extraordinary and incredible and fantastical and almost fairy tale experience that I will cherish for the rest of my life. And recently, one of the fans this weekend put a tweet together that was me holding up a sign when I had first gotten the part of Evie. And it said, it was me jumping up and down saying I got the part cut to this weekend, me standing in front of the loud billboard, holding up a sign that says, hashtag made to be loud. It was kind of surreal to see that because like you said, both Loud and Evie share this color of the royal blue together, which wasn't intentional, but obviously something in the universe made it happen because that color blue has changed my life before. You know, there's something that's also really ties Loud to Evie because Loud is, like I said, dedicated to the women of the world, to amplifying their voices. And Evie was very much dedicated to inspiring young girls to teach them that in her own way, who we are in our hearts is what defines us as women it's not skin deep it's not our beauty as so many of us were raised to be like the evil queen raised her to be it's who we are in our hearts in our minds and in her own way Evie was being loud she was breaking the mold of what it meant to be a princess in her time and in a similar way loud means the same thing for this generation of, of or I hope it means the same for this generation of young girls. So it's, it's really special that both of them have this beautiful blue color that has meant so much to me.
0: Great. I love it. It's like a natural extension. And yeah, because obviously a lot of your fans have grown with you.
3: Yes, exactly.
0: Speaking of your fans, what is the craziest fan encounter you can share on a Disney podcast?
3: (laughs) (laughs) craziest gosh why am i completely blanking yeah i mean i would say the most overwhelming and the most beautiful sense has always been japan Mm. the love that pours out of the fans in japan is something extraordinary and i think it's because when i went it was right in the peak of descendants and the Japanese fans are truly in love with everything Disney. And because we're heritage characters, I think it was something really, really special to the culture. And I remember just being so blown away by the love and the passion that we received in Japan. And it was just crowds and seas of people at the premiere. It was so beautiful. And I think other memorable encounters have been one of my first press trips. I was in Madrid doing press for Descendants and every day at the hotel, there was you know, countless fans downstairs waiting mm-hmm. for whenever I finished pressing, I would go down every night and spend as much time as I could with them. And I met a girl who I'm still in touch with today. Her name is Noelia. And she was the first fan who asked if I could write in my own handwriting. It was the title of my song called Back to Beautiful and she had it tattooed on her wrist. She said that it helped survive through some dark times. Oh, wow. And that was incredibly memorable for me. I guess it solidifies the fact that music and art can truly impact someone and can perhaps even change a life in a way that you couldn't even imagine so that was really special
2: wow oh, I love that going back to descendants a little bit was there a really cool or distinctly Disney thing you got to do being a part of descendants that you didn't expect
3: I mean, so many things. I mean, obviously, that there's a big perk that comes with being a part of the Disney family and a franchise as big as Descendants. It's that, and my sister would attest to this, that when you go to the Disney World parks, you go with the <laughs> VIP guy. Oh, yeah. And it's obviously for security and for privacy reasons, as well as just because it's a perk that they give you. But that was definitely, I remember the first time that I performed at the parks. Actually, let me lead with that. Performing on the Disney World (laughs) castle is definitely one of the most surreal things that you will ever do. And I've had the honor of actually doing it multiple times. But I remember the very first time it was even before Descendants came out and people might not know this but a lot of the time these performances have to take place before the park opens which means that it happens like at sunrise so at five six in the morning when the park is completely quiet you have the castle to yourself and like it's just it's such a beautiful and surreal experience so that is definitely bucket list moments also gosh I had so many beautiful moments with them in one of the trips that I I think I hosted the ABC Christmas special and I was performing, they allowed me to stay in Cinderella suite at the castle. What?
2: I did.
3: I was there with my family and I got ready at the suite and I, I shared the moment with my grandparents and my parents. And it Mm. was, it was so surreal. I was up there getting dressed in my ball gown to go down and perform at the castle. And we will cherish that for the rest of our lives. So yeah, there's been a, quite a few pretty magical moments.
1: In many ways for audiences, you've grown up with Disney. Mm -hmm. What is it about Disney that you love?
3: There's this absolutely almost incomprehensible universality that Disney provides and the sense of hope and the values and the morals that the company stands for that they instill into every single one of their projects. It always spoke to who I am and who I was as a person. And I also like so many of us grew up adoring the universe of Disney. One of the first songs I ever learned was from Beauty and the Beast or from Mulan. And I grew up dressed up as a Disney princess and twirling around my living room. To be able to you know, start my career in this business in the Disney universe is something that I will cherish for the rest of my life and one of the greatest honors of my life. And as you said, I, I got to kind of grow up as an artist in the eyes and in the world of Disney as well. And I grew up in Evie as well. And to now have this beautiful fan base that has also grown up with me is such an extraordinary privilege. I have such admiration and such gratitude towards the Disney company for believing in me when um, I was just a girl with a big dream who had been, you know, auditioning for years and writing countless songs that no one had heard and studying in college at the same time to try and make my dream come true. And I remember I was in final exams when I got the part of Evie and changed my life forever.
0: Is there a Disney song you love to sing? Maybe a go-to karaoke?
3: A go-to karaoke? I think, I mean, the one that I think is closest to my heart. Beauty and the Beast was always my favorite movie because she was the first princess who looked like me. Mm. She had brown hair. And I also loved that she always had her nose in a book and she didn't care to marry a prince. And she was this independent force of a woman. And even as a little girl, I was always drawn to that. And the Disney song that I always loved was my reflection from Mulan. Mm. Yes. That's a good
2: one. a Good one. I know you mentioned performing at the castle and those are such great memories or want to know about some childhood memories. Maybe I'm like you. I'm originally from Florida. What's up? Love it. (laughs) Did you get to go to Disney world as a kid?
3: So much. I mean, I was in Miami. So it was like a three and a half, four hour drive. I have this vivid memory of my sister and I coming home from school. And we were walking down the hallway to our apartment and we had two, like our small carry on suitcases packed for us. And I always had, I slept with a little stuffed Donald duck every night. since since I could remember and I think my sister slept with a Mickey Mouse perhaps and we had each of our stuffed animals on top of our suitcases and our parents surprises with like a last minute Disney trip and they would do it often and it was just the most magical feeling in the world and whenever we would go at Christmas time and we would walk down Main Street and it was snowing it was just pure magic. And then when I got older and I I was in dance classes all the time and dance competitions would take place in Orlando. And Mm. then that became kind of a tradition for us. We would go to Orlando on the weekends, I would compete and then we would go to Disney. So it it was a part of our family.
0: We love to bring it all home with some Disney favorites. So the only thing that we ask is that any answer you give is not a project you were a part of. So that way you don't have to feel beholden to.
3: Great. Great.
0: All right. Favorite Disney movie?
3: Favorite Disney movie? I'm going to go with Beauty and the Beast because it was always my favorite when I was growing up.
0: Good one. Love it.
2: Favorite Disney song?
3: (sighs) Tough. It's like a tie between my reflection and part of your world, but I'm going to go with part of your world.
1: Yes. Favorite Disney character?
3: I think I have to go with Belle. I have to go with Belle because she meant so much to me growing up, I felt identified and seen in her. I also just loved, like I said earlier, that she was this incredible force of a princess who didn't fit the mold and never cared for a prince. She was this independent spirit. And and I love that Disney, you know, gave that example to young girls at, at such a young age.
0: Something that you've been able to embrace yourself.
3: Absolutely, yes.
0: Side note, I do love that you were saying, you know, that you found out you got the role while you were doing final exam. So in fact, yeah. you quite literally had your nose in a book when I you found out. I did, quite
3: literally, yeah. Yep.
0: Favorite Disney villain?
3: Oh gosh, I, I, so I can't pick the evil queen.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess you could pick the one from the animated Snow White.
3: Oh gosh, that's tough. We'll go for the evil queen from the animated Snow White.
2: Love it. Love Good it. Good choice. Solid choice. Switching gears a little bit. Favorite Disney parks attraction?
3: Oh, that's a tough one.
2: <laughs> really switch uh, gears on you there.
3: Really switch gears on me. I have to pick just <laughs> one. I mean, Space Mountain is a classic.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And
3: so is the is it the mine train or the mind rail of Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs is also a great one. Oh, yeah. oh gosh, I don't know. I can't pick. Skip. <laughs> are good. Is a good. good. One. One. It, depends. it depends.
1: It depends. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and my favorite Disney favorite favorite theme park snack. It's hard to pick just one. It is the Mickey Mouse shaped ice cream.
3: Cool. Wow. Excellent
0: choice. Excellent choice. Do you have a favorite Disney resort to stay at? That is not the Cinderella Castle suite as much as we would love to, <laughs> to all stay Could there.
3: you imagine? I knew that was so lucky. Gosh, so many of them are so beautiful. I'm going to go with perhaps, oh gosh, the Grand Floridian has always been a special one for us because we stayed there quite a lot with descendants and we would travel to Disney. So I think we will going to go with that one.
0: Good one. Beautiful.
3: Yeah. And it's so magical. Christmas time is so beautiful.
0: the the gingerbread house.
3: Yes, the smell is incredible.
0: Mm -hmm. And last, we ask everyone this question. What is your favorite? And you're going to have a lot to pick from going back front to your tiny Donald Duck plush. What is your favorite Disney memory?
3: Gosh, I think it has to be performing on the Cinderella Castle and being able to share that moment with my family with my grandfather, my grandmother, my sister, my mom, and my dad. It's moments that are shared that are that much more magical. And then moments that are shared in a place as magical as Disney World are almost like they're out of a fairy tale. Yeah. I agree. Love <laughs> it.
0: Thank you, Sophia, so much. This has been everything. Also, my niece Dylan is going to lose her mind. Congratulations. Continue to be loud. We love it. We cannot wait to hear more of your music. And uh, hopefully we'll see you on a Disney screen again soon as well.
3: Thank you, guys. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much. Thanks,
0: Sophia. First, she could not be a more articulate, composed, cool, I want to go hang out with her and go to Disneyland (laughs) kind of person. Really obsessed.
2: Yes. And also,
0: I love that she is someone who became really famous, obviously from a project on Disney Channel and doesn't shy away from it. She's like, she is completely embracing the Disney and running toward it, which I love, you know? And I think her fans will love that too.
1: Totally, totally. Well, thank you again for listening to D23 Inside Disney. Don't forget to like and share this episode wherever you listen or subscribe. And if you want to chat with us, hashtag D23 Inside Disney.
2: And for all the latest Disney
0: info, check out D23.com. We'll be back next week with more Disney news and a fantastic guest on an all-new episode of D23 Inside Inside Disney. Disney.